What is up, restaurant world? Welcome to the Tip Share, where we dive deep into the labyrinth of all things restaurant, open up conversations with owners, operators, vendors, and industry experts to explore everything that's happening within the industry and its current climate. Sit back, grab your shift drink, and let's share our tips. Well, one of our greatest strengths is being a, a, being a small independent restaurant that's done media content and worked with huge entire media organizations, digital marketers, people in SEO. Like we've got to see that it's, it seems to be a very complicated world that so many people are living in, but really it's not that complicated. It's just a matter of talking to organizations and figuring out what the real focus is. So that's why it's, that's why we're always, Stover and I are always excited to be on a call like this, especially with, you know, a partner that we, we love and appreciate um, everything that, you know, restaurant, restaurant solutions, what Matt has done and what Sydney has done um, for us. So. It's pretty amazing to me that a restaurant owner who we know how much time it takes, you know, to operate your <laughs> restaurant, but the fact that you're crossing over into the social world, it, it honestly amazes me. I mean, are you self-taught? How, do, how did you kind of fall into this? I, I think it was all out of necessity, to be honest with you. You know, just keep getting people to give a shit about our restaurant in Spring Valley and to be able to pay payroll. Yeah. I had to learn how to use Facebook business page, how to create a Twitter account, how to create an Instagram account, how to claim our Yelp page, respond to Yelp reviews, like how to do all this mm-hmm. stuff that was intimidating at the time. But like that was teaching me how to do digital marketing, you know, do social media marketing, sure. take photos with my my iPhone, take videos, you know, start to understand, like post, post all this stuff. Once we started attending events, which we've always done as a mm-hmm. restaurant, once we started producing events, we realized that mm-hmm. we're boots on the ground covering it and promoting it before and promoting it after, not just for ourselves about our participation, but about all the other people that were participating so any of the other good right. restaurants that were there, they were strong on social. So we would connect with them. We would tag them. They would retweet. They would like. You know, then we became, you know, that's how that's the domino all of the stuff really starts to grow is because it's all storytelling. You know, people right. that are part of something, you know, Stover, can you tell them a little bit about your background and the, the newspaper uh, analogy that you give? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I left newspapers and I was worried. Number one, I knew the industry was dying because it was ink and paper um, and nobody was adapting to digital technology. So I took it upon myself to teach myself how to start publishing online because um, what a newspaper did was they had a certain um, readership and then they were focusing just on that readership. But then all of a sudden the Internet came and they were publishing to a global audience and they did not have monetized that, handle that. Uh, they started giving it out for free and it got really confusing. So, um, but the core fundamentals I learned of being a newspaper editor and publisher are even more relevant today as people need to be their own media companies. So what I really focused on first teaching myself and learning all about online publishing and how it changes and how to adapt and how to focus um, on audio, video, written word, images, the way that we connect with everything on our computer and our phones. So just like at a newspaper, there's two sides to the business. There's publishing in one building, and then there's content creation in another, where they would put journalists and the writers and the people who designed it. And they were they were too often separated, so nobody on the content side knew what promotions were happening. 
nobody on the promotion side knew who to sell ads to because they didn't know what content was happening. So what's really important is that you have people to put out the stuff online, the, the talented team here can publish and they know how, but they need someone to give them the content and help them with the publishing. Most importantly is you have to have a publishing plan and no matter the size of your business, whether it's a single unit restaurant or a big corporation, has to know what content they're going to be putting out for the ears, the eyes, uh, and any other way that people consume information digitally. So you need to start thinking of yourself as a media publisher, not just a company. And then everyone has to do that. I mean, literally everyone should have a podcast because it's not hard to publish to the world. Everyone should have a blog because it's not hard to publish to the world. Um, you can do it in a second, but you have to have a plan or else you will run around in circles. So yeah, like what we did at newspapers is we have weekly meetings. Uh, we jot down, you know, ideas. We focus on long-term projects for content and short-term projects. And then we always have a guiding light, something that we release on a regular schedule that we can base all our other content around. And for us, it was the podcast for a long time. And it's really helped focus the content that we've done. But really, you have to think like a year in advance and on a cycle. The audio podcast, which became a video con podcast, which became a blog, uh, which became social, was digital media, not about us, but through us. And the problem that we see with all companies, not just restaurants that aren't on social, but B2B companies that don't think that podcasting is important. Like, all these companies spend money pre-coronavirus to go to conferences, right? So they're spending all this money for keynote speakers, spending money for booth space because they want to get more clients or they want to get their, get more users, whatever it might be. What we've learned is that when somebody gives that keynote, if they record the audio and they record the video, then they can repurpose it to a global audience. Influencers on the internet, the best entrepreneurs on the internet, like Gary Vaynerchuk and David Meltzer and Tim Ferriss, they understand that because of this smartphone and because of the way that the internet's set up, audio and video and written word you can distribute that to the entire globe. Every business is making a multi-platform documentary about themselves. So what I'm doing with Cali BBQ and what Sean's doing and what Ian and what Jay and all our, all our content staff and even the restaurant staff is everything we post is part of that documentary. Now people might see it on Facebook, they might see it on Twitter, they might see it on Instagram or the blog and they won't remember where they saw it, but they'll remember the story. And if you continue that storyline over a couple of years and people see you every month, every week, every year, it'll click. I mean, this is just how marketing works, but you have to think of it more as covering yourself rather than, you know, you're sort of, you're covering the world that you live in, the industry. And so it's, it's more than just about what we're doing and what promotions. It's who are the people, what do we want to accomplish and who are our friends. And then the key component to what we do is we also cover and, and, we are the guides to other people. So we're not scared to cover other restaurants. We're not scared to write about the barbecue industry or other things because we, we believe that a rising tide lifts all ships. And so if you start covering your yourself and put yourself into your industry, everyone will start associating you with the industry and then you become top of mind. You know, what I learned at the podcast conferences and all the people that I had talked to that had successful podcasts, number one, it's a long game. And number two, it has to be weekly. It's all storytelling. You don't know what you don't know when and where you heard the story or how 
I mean, I just posted right now, right before this call, um, I had a feature article in Restaurant Startup and Growth Magazine. Literally the first internet tech company subscription that we signed up for in 2008. And all the articles, all the templates, all the things, the tools that they had talking about how you make a profitable restaurant, why restaurants fail, all these things that we were already experiencing, you have to have a weekly financial statement. Well, how do we get a weekly financial statement? Led us to restaurant solutions. Literally led us to why we're, why we're in business with you guys. We had a discovery call with Slack. Slack's a huge technology partner that helps integrate for communication. Why would a restaurant want to use Slack? I know why I want to use Slack, but we asked her to record the Slack call because we know that if we figure out how to use Slack for restaurants, that's valuable content for Slack to get more restaurant clients. By doing it, you learn how to be everywhere too. It's just muscle memory. You know, the same way you learn how to do anything. Once you start doing it, then you realize like, well, maybe I should be making more calls or sending more tweets or sending more DMs. All that opportunity, it's, it's just, it's endless. All right, guys. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Right. Thanks for joining us this week on The Tip Share. Make sure to visit our website, restaurantaccountingservices.com, where you can view more educational content, subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again.